and I'm Katie, and this is One, One Kiss, Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where you have every intention of doing your job correctly, but then there's a storm coming and you fall in love on the way. We're talking about our favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Netflix, Lifetime, Hallmark, and Up TV. Woohoo! Uh, so today we're talking Lifetime. Uh, yeah, that, we're talking a Lifetime Christmas movie from December 16th, 2017. Holler. <laughs> and this is called Snowed in Christmas. This is what Lifetime has to say about this movie. Jenna Hudson and Kevin Jenner are polar opposites, working for the same online publication in New York City. With both having nowhere they want to be for Christmas, they volunteer for a special writing assignment. After a snowstorm forces their plane to land in none other than Santa Claus, Indiana, the two are placed in a Christmas wonderland, and the focus of their story shifts to saving the historic town inn run by Carol and Christopher Winters. As the two overcome their differences, they also rediscover the magic of Christmas. But with the inn's fate in jeopardy and the return of someone from Jenna's past, Carol and Christopher lend a helping hand to bring Jenna and Kevin together. And it stars Bethany Joy Lenz and Andrew Walker. Uptight perfectionist Jenna Hudson, played by Bethany Joy Lenz, or as this movie credits her, Joy Lenz. Weird. I'm going to look at the world through a Joy Lenz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and laid-back slob Kevin Jenner, played by Andrew Walker, are rival writers. Rival writers is really hard to say. Rival writers. Um, they may work for the same travel website, but not only do they both want the Christmas Aspen assignment, but they also need to prove that their way is the right way. Never heard that before. My way or the highway. Plus, there may be cuts in the new year. So when they're both assigned Aspen to see who who the readers like more, um, so like a true head-to-head competition, neither of them are very much thrilled. So not surprisingly, but apparently surprisingly to them, um, they are booked to travel to Aspen together. It is on the plane that a little hint of each of their humanity comes out. First, Kevin gives his chocolate to a child. So like... Aw, he likes kids. Uh, And then Jenna admits to a fear of flying. But they are truly challenged when a big snowstorm hits and their plane is diverted to Indiana, specifically a little town called Santa Claus that magically has an airport. Yep. (laughs) I have this thought, too. (laughs) Okay. Uh, When it is clear that they aren't going to Colorado anytime soon, Jenna and Kevin go with a kind older couple, Carol and Chris, to their inn. So upon hearing of their delay, the editor of the website informs the pair that since they are stranded in a place called Santa Claus, this is their new task. They are now tasked with writing articles about Santa Claus. So they gotta go out and get inspiration. Jenna is a little bit more successful in coming up with her angle because she learns that the inn that they're staying at is going to be shut down if they can't make it a historical landmark. And she makes it her mission to write a story about saving the inn. 
Kevin, on the other hand, has no clue what his angle should be. He's an adventurous guy. He's the adventurous guy. So what can he write about when there's no danger to face? This inn they're staying at uh, and its proprietors are a bit of a mystery. Legend has it that the real Santa Claus, as in St. Nicholas, crashed his sleigh in town in the 1800s and liked the town so much that he decided to stay and found the inn. <laughs> Yay. It's a cute story, sure, but it's weird that there are ornaments with inscriptions to Carol and Chris dated from like 1840-something, uh, or that there's a picture of what looked like the two of them that is definitely too old to be the same people. And it's weird enough to prompt Jenna to voice her suspicion that maybe Chris is really Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, but Kevin laughs it off. He's like, stop it. Be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for this duo, neither Kevin or Jenna were expected anywhere for Christmas. Um, Jenna is an orphan who never got adopted. And she dreams of having a real family Christmas. Um, but she's unlikely to ever have one without joining a romantic partner's family. So, like, you know, where are your friends, Jenna? You can come to my place. It's fine. Um, and since the death of Kevin's father, which was a couple years ago, he doesn't really like spending Christmas with his mother and sister. It feels too hard. But hearing Jenna's story during a late night baking sesh, uh, Kevin realizes that he's really lucky to have that much family at all. So about a month before this trip, Jenna and her boyfriend, Andrew, broke up. And she's sad about it. But after talking to Kevin about their writing, she's starting to realize that maybe what she's missing is the idea of this boyfriend and the family that she could have had with him more than Andrew as a person. Uh, plus, Andrew never told her she, that she was like a good writer where Kevin is like, I love your stories. What are you talking about? Uh, so maybe rather than hate Kevin, she might shock her like him? <laughs> what? <laughs> so since they are in Indiana and Kevin's family, coincidentally, also lives in Indiana... Kevin borrows Chris's car and takes Jenna to meet his family and have some family Christmas time. At the house with his mother, sister, brother-in-law, and niece, he realizes that he's been silly for the past few years, and his father feels present. Uh, he also realizes that Jenna is a real special gal, and his mother and sister also notice the spark as well. Mm-hmm. So back at the end, Jenna is not finding, like, the one document she needs in order to finish her article and save the inn. And if she can't find it by Christmas Eve, she can't finish her article by deadline. Basically, life is over. Kevin, meanwhile, has figured out what he's going to write, uh, which is essentially an article about finding love at Christmas in Santa Claus, Indiana, at the Winter's Inn, in case that was unclear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he asked Jenna to be the first to read it since it's about her after all though she doesn't know it yet and at the Christmas Eve festival that Chris and Carol hold at the inn every year yeah and it's a fancy dress festival so both Jenna and Kevin have to borrow clothes from Carol and Chris 
um, because they didn't bring anything fancy, which is great because we've solved that problem in these movies. We're like, why would they have brought those clothes? <laughs> anyway. Um, but right before Kevin can confess his feelings to Jenna and, like, you know, do the article switch, in walks Andrew, the ex. Oh, no. And since Jenna still wants that family, she goes with the man who says he wants to give it to her rather than the one who hasn't said anything about his feelings. And Kevin lets her. Badly done, Kevin. Badly done. Uh, So there is a legend in Santa Claus that if you look at the sky at midnight on Christmas Eve, you can see the light of Santa's sleigh if you believe. So you have to believe. And you have to be looking at the right time. And you have to be in the right place. But if all of those things, then you can see, you can't see Santa, but you can see a representation of Santa. A gold streak. Gold streak, exactly. Uh, And somehow, relatively miraculously, both Kevin and Jenna are looking out the window at the sky and see the magic light. Andrew, though, not so much. He is like, what are you looking at? He doesn't believe. No. No, he wouldn't be able to hear the bell from the Polar <laughs> Express. Right. And when Kevin takes off his suit jacket that he was bar- that he was borrowing, in the pocket is that document that will save the inn. Huzzah! Huzzah. So now Kevin, as a gesture of love, uh, basically sits down to write Jenna article and incorporate it with his own article so like one article but combined and redone blah 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 and save the end before 9 a.m on christmas day so christmas day at the airport jenna is questioning her decision to go with andrew Uh, it turns out that his family doesn't do the christmas that she's been dreaming of and she finds out that he has never read any of her work So when her boss calls to congratulate her on the article she doesn't know about, Jenna stops immediately and reads it. Um, Boarding the plane can wait, goddammit. And then after reading the article, she is, Jenna is sure that she chose the wrong guy. So back at Kevin's mom's house, the family is doing Christmas. And Kevin is putting on a good face. And, you know, it's nice to be with family when you're brokenhearted. And the bell, the doorbell rings and he answers it assuming it's carolers but there is jenna she's come back and she loves him too (gasps) so they kiss and since one one kiss kiss means forever in comes jenna to have her first of many christmases with kevin and his family hooray i mean there's something very nice about like, hey, we do not ever need to discuss whose family we're going to for the holidays. <laughs> Aww. But. I feel that, yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck moments. I didn't have a ton, to be honest. Like, if you buy into the premise of the story in which Santa Claus is real and lives in Indiana, it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would like to talk about, though, is this inn. Because I don't know, I, I, I've stayed at some inns. 
Usually there's at least some parts of the inn that are off limits to guests. <laughs> Certainly does not seem to be the case here. Jenna goes to the attic and is like digging through boxes. There She gets her permission though, right? Yeah, but like like do they get their permission to be in the kitchen at like 1 a.m. baking oh. cookies? They uh, she also like wanders into Santa's workshop. <laughs> like it's <laughs> true. It's it's just sort of like really okay. So like, it's a little like they're not even trying to pretend they're not Santa, aren't they? Okay. Okay, cool. Like, they're hiding in plain sight. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're just like, adults don't believe this, so we, we, we're we just going to go about our day. <laughs> Everything about this inn is, I, I love this inn. They give you complimentary pajamas, which yeah. I think are awesome. I, so, which I also find hysterical. I love it. But also, uh, it is one of my favorite lines in this movie is when Andrew Walker comes in, in his complimentary pajamas. And he's like... It's like you're not wearing anything except not. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Walker in this movie is like such a man child that I love it. <laughs> I guess I have I have a couple okay. what the kind of little what the fuck moments. Um so there's a moment when they're I think it's after they spend time with the family and they're driving back and they have kind of like a little argument and it's supposed to be like one of those like arguments a la Pride and Prejudice where like you're this and you're that and then they have like a moment where you think they might kiss but they don't and they interrupted themselves and I feel like that fight was so forced because mm. she's like well you're this and he goes you're impossible and I'm like and he says it with such intensity. I said, I, where, where did that come from? I thought you guys were like vibing. <laughs> Maybe it was at a different point in the movie, but I felt like that kind of trope fight just didn't really even fit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was digging their romance. Yeah, their, their banter is fun in this movie, I think. So fun. I think, yeah, so fun. Um. But the the biggest – I don't know if you noticed this, Hannah, and I certainly didn't notice this the first time I watched this because it's very, very quick. So they're writers in this movie, right? So there's a lot of scenes where they're typing, 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 tippity-tap-tap. And at one point in the movie, Bethany Joy Lenz is, is typing her article, and they do a very split-second, like, shot of the screen. Mm-hmm. But if you – Stop on that! If you stop on that screen, you will see that it is all gibberish. There is like it's just her clickety clacking on. Like there's no. So it's it's that, but also on top of that are bits and pieces of the article that Andrew Walker's character will soon write. Like some 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 of those lines are on the same document, but then it's just like. <laughs> That's amazing! I did and not it's notice. on film. <laughs> So when you watch this, check it out. It's pretty funny. Oh my funny. god, that's amazing. Um, I will say, I thought it was hysterical as a, like, this would never happen. What a ridiculous thing. It's because they're, uh, so the, the company that they work for is, like, having, losing readership or whatever. And at one point, the editor is sitting there reading an article about them losing their readership. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? In what world? 
in what world? And also, like, and in what world, how would they even know, like, whose article? Okay, so their articles, both of their articles are supposed to drop 9 a.m. Christmas Day. And then they're supposed to, like, know who's best bond, how many people read either articles or like those articles. But 9 a.m. on Christmas Day to gauge people's readership, who is reading that, though? Like, I would be asleep, opening presents, with family. Doing anything yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> Reading an article. <laughs> Watching Hallmark. Like, yeah. Well. Um, your lifetime. But we know what people are apparently doing in this world is booking vacation for next year. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, <laughs> honey, 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 stop opening that present. We have to go book a hotel for next Christmas. <laughs> uh, one other thing that always strikes me as a little weird in this movie is that like this company is like we're gonna have to make some cuts like we are having budget issues so in order to decide who we're cutting why don't both of you take a trip to aspen is a weird <laughs> choice <laughs> yes that's true that is true um just I, you know it's one of those like uh, okay weird We've got some funds to flush before our budget's cut. <laughs> right. Yes. It's like, what, we need the tax write-offs before, the, like, the end of the fiscal year or something? What's happening? It's <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. I just had one other thing to mention because we do this periodically when we do a Lifetime movie is how do we know this is Lifetime um, versus Hallmark? And I came up with two, and okay. I don't know if you have anything else. Okay. But Let's see. As of 2017, the fact that we have an interracial couple, which Kevin's sister is married to an African-American man and they have, you know, a beautiful mixed race baby. Um, uh, That is the the scene in which she is hiding her like dinosaur or whatever inside his shirt and being like, it's in your tummy. Like, like heart melt. Just that little girl. Cutest thing. She's so freaking cute. But we didn't we never really saw that on Hallmark, so we know that this is a lifetime movie for that. But also the way that Hallmark always hides the fact that they're using Apple products. Andrew Walker is absolutely do using a Microsoft Surface as his writing as his computer. Like they're definitely using Microsoft products in this. So I feel like those are two ways that you can tell this is not a Hallmark. Uh, movie. I have another one, actually. Yay. Um so when Jenna and Andrew, not Andrew Walker, but Andrew the character, uh, go, like, they're going to go catch a flight. They leave the inn and go to a hotel close to the airport, and they are clearly sharing a room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that yeah. because that's what normal people would do. Yeah. And <laughs> Yeah, like it's – yeah, they of course, they're sharing a room because why wouldn't they be sharing a room? They're – in theory together well caught anyway wanted to point that out yeah hallmark comics hallmark hallmarks i have a lot (laughs) there there are a few yeah the first one i wrote down was they are polar opposites she is organized and he is not yep lead female recently single (laughs) (laughs) workplace competition your job depends on it (laughs) they're both writers yeah, um, their their deadline is Christmas. <laughs> Dad is dead, and life is hard. Aww. There's a storm coming. 
Oh, we're not a couple. No. A Christmas named town. We gotta save the inn. <laughs> we have a magic Santa man and lady, mm-hmm. and they have Christmassy type names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to save the inn by making it a historical landmark. Yay! <laughs> but there's also a festival. <laughs> Uh, We have relatively unwarranted antagonism between the two. That's true. I actually kind of liked that. I I, I liked it in this movie, but it is it is there. They explain the unwarranted antagonism and like kind of like in a high school, like like, like, it reminded me of like a high school movie, like Can't Hardly Wait of like, I always thought you hated me. I always thought you hated me because of this. No, that was me being this way. Oh, okay. So friends. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. (laughs) I loved that. Yeah. Um, midnight cookie baking adventure. That was my next one. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a a admission slash confession, except it's more of a like question admission confession to a sleeping person. Oh, which Andrew Walker's tends to do. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have listed. Mm-hmm. Someone says, "I think I just missed the idea of him." <laughs> uh. Love is declared in a publicly written article. <laughs> yep. Um, she has a red party dress. I'm out. Those were mine. Uh, my last thing is we often see this where she's about to go on a plane but doesn't. <laughs> fair. Very yeah. fair. Pretty parade? Pretty parade. I have a couple. Okay. Um, at the in the opening scene, uh, Bethany Joy Lens, being how perfect she is on her little tablet, organizing her day nice and early, blah blah blah, is sitting in her kitchen, and everything in her kitchen is the color I have everything in my kitchen, which is all mint. There's a mint cake stand and a mint like mixing bowl, and everything is cute and mint colored, and I just loved it. Yay! Um. I didn't really have anything specific. I will say that the coat count is actually pretty reasonable in this. It's only like three. Um, So, you know, good for them. (laughs) Um, Also about the coats, she she re-wears them, which is also impressive. Um, the I liked the inn a lot. There's like a pretty chandelier and a pretty stained glass window. Um, Everything is cute. But I did have an anti. Okay. Um. I don't know why she chose to bring these pants with her, but at one point you see these pants that Bethany Joy Lenz is wearing, and they are pretty much the same pants that Sandy wears at the end of Greece during You're the One That I Want. She's wearing re- – they're really tight leather pants. <laughs> I mean, I understood that, but I do – when does that happen? When did I it's, miss this? She sits down in them at the inn, like at breakfast, like that first oh, breakfast. Weird. So. I, I was very distracted by them. They don't really look like they fit with the movie. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. Across the universe? Do you want to go first? Sure. So we recently discussed another Andrew Walker movie, Dashing Through the Snow, in which he is with Megan Ori, who knows sign language. And in this movie, he knows sign language. And I, I like the idea that he learned it from her. <laughs> yeah. I have that one written down, too. I'm glad that we went there. 
Um, another Andrew Walker movie that we have talked about previously was Bottled with Love with Bethany Joy Lenz. Um, uh, so both of them. But in that movie, he also takes her on a secret getaway because she doesn't know they're going to visit his family in this movie. And he's like, you'll know when we get there. He does the same thing in that movie. And they also eat pancakes together. <laughs> there you go. Um, I have another dashing through the snow one as well, yeah. because um, in that one, Megan Ori has this theory that uh, like you can only trust people who believe in Santa Claus. Like that's how you can tell if someone's a good person. And Andrew doesn't believe in Santa Claus. So we he fails the Santa Claus test and he's the wrong guy. There you go. It all comes full circle. It, 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 it's a good test. It works. <laughs> We're dashing through the snowed-in Christmas. Great. Good job. Yeah. New and noteworthy? Um, I just, you know, again, to shout out that interracial relationship that was lovely. Um, I agreed. I, I thought it was a beautiful family. Um, I also like the fact that she's an orphan and never got adopted. I don't think that we really see that a lot. Yeah, that's true. We so never, like... You always, it's always like, oh, and then, like, my parents found me or whatever. Yeah. And then I also wanted to shout out um, that usually we don't get on the plane at all, let alone have an emergency landing someplace. Generally, they're snowed in at the airport or something. They're already mm -hmm. there. It's, yeah. we don't often see that they're, they've already been in the process of flying. <laughs> yeah. They're just basically in a random place at this point, yeah. which I think is, it was cute. Yeah, I agree. Also, I, I find the idea that somebody is terrified of flying as, like, an impetus to, like, start talking to some random person. It's a cute trope mm -hmm. that I'm into. I like it, too. I also like that in the scene in the airport, I just want to <laughs> – when when we said in the synopsis that he gave – he shared his chocolate with a kid, the funny, the funny part about this is – he says to Bethany Joy Lenz, yeah, I, I, I met a cute girl in the gift shop. And you don't know that it's like a nine-year-old. <laughs> I don't think I don't think she's nine. I think she's much closer to like six. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're right. And, you know, because she does stop at the at their seats and be like, thank you for sharing your chocolate with me, mister. Uh, shucks. <laughs> and so I, I just thought that was a cute little moment. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Um, kiss meter, or yes. no? Did we do supporting shadow? We didn't, but I don't have it. I don't have one either. So kiss okay. meter, <laughs> kiss meter. I gave it. Um, okay, so we have two kisses. Yeah. Ish. Um. So, um, I gave it an eight point seven five. All right. I said it. I said it looked really nice, but when they say Merry Christmas, they do like this little like nose nod to each other, where they're like rubbing noses, and I thought that was a little bit weird, and I was like. Um, but the second kiss I thought was literally nice, too. So I gave that a nine. Um, I just did an across-the-board kiss. I didn't split them up. Uh, and I said it's a pretty solid 8.5 for me. Sweet. It's, pretty, it's, it's good. It's deserved. I, let, I was happy with it. I like them as a couple. Yes. Same. They're cute. Uh, Katie, would you watch this movie? I said, a hell yeah. <laughs> I remember catching this movie a couple Christmases ago when we were first starting our foray into Christmas land. And I was like, 
and I think I even texted Hannah. I was like, this is such a freaking cute movie. I think that their banter is hilarious. I think that their their, their chemistry is great. Their banter is hilarious. They're just really great on screen. And I appreciate that this movie deals with a real Santa man in kind of a really nice way. Like, I don't feel like it's weird that he is actually Santa. And it no, doesn't it's... feel, it just doesn't feel weird to me. It's so natural. And I don't know how they did it, but they did it. I completely agree. I absolutely, I think this movie is great. I think this is absolutely one that people should watch. And yeah, it isn't weird that Santa is real in this movie. It is it is a premise that I felt like I I went on their journey of like, do I believe in Santa? I guess I believe in Santa. Yeah. With them. And I was like, yep, yeah, okay. But also it's not like that's the point of the movie. I think maybe yeah. that's what it is. It's not the point. It's just like also there. It really balances the romance and the Christmas Christmasiness and the Christmas magic, and it's funny. Like I just yeah. think this this movie is really great. Yeah, agreed, yeah. completely. Huzzah, Hannah! Huzzah! I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, we are doing our tweets when we can on twitter uh, one kiss means forever one and four are numerical just like uh facebook and instagram where we also have things and we post up and we'll let you know on there what we're planning to tweet so you can know in advance by like 10 hours if you want to <laughs> And if you have an inn that's a historical landmark and you might possibly be Santa, you can email us about it. Uh, and that you can you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And thanks, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff is on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that fun jazz. So another week of Merry Christmas, everybody. We will see you next week next week. Merry Christmas time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. There's a train coming. There's a train coming. Coming round a bend. (laughs) Anyway.